Hello, and welcome to Disney Rewind, a Disney nostalgia podcast served with a glass of wine. We are your hosts, Adina Miller. And Rachel Seedman. And in each episode, we break down a piece of Disney media and pair it perfectly with a glass of wine. Cheers. This episode, we are going to be talking about the movie Halloween Town, which came out on October 17th, 1998. I chose Halloween Town this week because one, we're recording this in October and it's spooky season. I love all things Halloween. And I couldn't tell you the last time prior to Disney Plus that I watched Halloween Town. Although it was my all-time favorite Halloween movie as a kid, as soon as I told my mom that I wanted to do this podcast in October, she's like, you have to do Halloween Town. You watch that movie too many times. You wanted to be Marnie more than anything in the world. Uh, and so I knew that this is kind of how I wanted to kick off this podcast was with a real big amount of nostalgia. With and you know, I, I'm very glad that you chose it because this is definitely my favorite Halloween movie, hands down. Yes. Um, I think as I grew up, maybe Hocus Pocus kind of moved up in the ranks, but Halloween Town will always hold a very special place in my heart. Came out at like peak spooky age, like turning from the like little children into, ah, now it's time to dress up like a witch. So I was very excited when you picked this movie to rewatch. I think that I watched it a couple years ago before we rewatched it this weekend, but I was very excited to watch it again. Um, so since you chose the movie, I chose the wine. What you, what you got for us? I have chosen, I hope I am pronouncing it correctly. If not, apologies to the winery. Uh, Petiole or Petiole Pinot Noir from the Willamette Valley. Um, so we can pour ourselves a glass of wine if you want, and I will explain to you why I chose this wine. So Halloween Town was shot in the town of St. Helens, Oregon, uh, and the state of Oregon is best known for its Pinot Noirs, and many of those wines are grown in the Willamette Valley. This particular wine was made in Dundee, Oregon, which is about 50 miles south of St. Helens and was about as close as I could get since St. Helens is not in wine country, but like a suburb of Portland. Sorry, Portland people, if I got that wrong, but I just looked at Google Maps. Um, in addition to the location, I picked this particular wine for a couple of reasons. First of all, the bottle notes, quote, has a charming profile of ripe red berries, vanilla, and spice. And vanilla and spice are perfect for that Halloween spooky season. Um, so it just seemed like a festive little note to start out on. And second, it was $8.99 from Trader Joe's. So even if it's not very good, not really losing that much. So Rachel, cheers. Cheers. Let's taste this bad boy. Hmm. I'm definitely getting that red berry. I was going to say, I'm actually getting a lot of the vanilla. Like that, yeah. was, that, that like very much hit me. I'm like, hmm, I could go in for a little bit more. Like I normally don't associate a very strong vanilla with a red wine. Not real, really with any wine. I don't associate. I'm normally used to like, like the peppers, the jammies, yep. like, uh -huh. like not jammies, like the jam, like, you know, jam. no, I love a jammy, a, a jammy, jammy red, a jammy yes. red. Uh, so I don't normally get this much vanilla, but that's, you know, no, I'm, I am getting this vanilla. Like, honestly, a lot of the times when I read things on the backs of bottles of wine and it says like, you will get a hint of so-and-so and I'm like, what? 
I taste it. I'm like, it is wine. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm getting the berry. I'm getting the vanilla. Maybe, as it said, a hint of spice. It's like uh, on, yeah. on the end there, you like, you get the, it's very uh, berry and vanilla forward mm-hmm. and that spice just like sneaks up on you. So that's and why you thought I chose- this was a Disney podcast. This is going to be a wine tasting Wine podcast. education. <laughs> uh, I think it's kind of fun because it's like, you know, we're taking something from our childhood and meshing it with something of our adulthood. And this is like, it's just the perfect balance of two things that we love and have bonded over, over 10 years of friendship. You could say that just like wine and Disney were the perfect pair. Hey, <laughs> I like it. I'm I just so gave sorry. Rachel the finger guns, which <laughs> you can't see. Um, so going back a little bit to the movie, just yes. the, town, the town of St. Helens. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this on your deep dive. Oh, I did deep fun- dive. But a fun fact, the giant pumpkin statue was given to the city of St. Helens after it was finished filming. And it's now this big tourist attraction in the middle of the town. And every October they hold a month long spirit of Halloween festival. So I do believe in the future, we should take a road trip. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, we're absolutely doing that. In fact, because uh, Grandma Aggie's house is a bed and breakfast. Oh, hell yeah, it is. You have to go stay at Grandma Aggie's house and go to the Spirit of Halloween Town Festival that, again, happens in St. Helens, starting in September all the way through Halloween. And absolutely, that I would would love nothing more. Okay, fantastic. Also, side note, but also not really a side note. Did you find it difficult to call Debbie Reynolds Grandma Aggie? Because I just, she is Debbie Reynolds. She's Debbie Reynolds. Like, I also have difficulty calling Julie Andrews any other character. Yeah, no, some of these people, some of these amazing actresses, I just- They are themselves. They are themselves. Or I would also accept, as she would like to introduce herself as, Carrie Fisher's mom. I would Princess Leia's mom. I would happily take Princess Leia's mom as an example of her name. Yes. And that's the only other name other than Debbie Reynolds that's really acceptable. Yeah. In my notes, I constantly referred to her as Debbie Reynolds, not yes. as Aggie. Um, so she's not an Aggie. She's, she's a not. Reynolds. What kind of a name is Aggie for a queen like Debbie Reynolds? Seriously, it was a disservice, but that's okay. I, I agree. Yeah. But she is questionable how many years old she is because she said she's lived in that house for how many years it's very unknown she sat at king arthur's table i'm like very confused i'm getting a little ahead of myself yeah but again i don't know how old she is so perhaps aggie was a very popular name at the time agatha i guess (sighs) yeah no not a fan not a fan um So also another one of these fun facts, as with most things in the movie industry, let's just peel back this little wall here. Uh, This was not filmed during any time close to Halloween. It was filmed in the middle of July in Oregon. And for any of you who have not been to Oregon in the middle of July, depending on where you go, it's hot, it's brutal, it's terrible. I mean, it's not, I love you, Oregon. I love Oregon but it's hot in July and I cannot imagine wearing what Debbie Reynolds was wearing or what any of these people were wearing in Halloween town. And just like, how did, how did nobody pass out half of the time when they're on screen? I bet you that that's another behind the scenes fact is like X number of extras passed out (laughs) while wearing their various heads. Because again, 
Did you notice that almost every single extra in Halloween Town is just a mask or face paint? There's no, (laughs) beyond that, it's just like nothing. They're just wearing normal clothes. There's someone walking around with a pumpkin head. On the what kind like, of creature the, is that? At the very end, as they're all, we're really getting ahead. As they're all waving goodbye at the very, very end. If you look in the back of the picture of everybody who's in Halloween Town, there's just people wearing regular button-down clothing, no yes. mask, no face paint, no anything. They're just like, oh, there's Joe from accounting. He's he's part of Halloween Town too. So should we back it up and start yeah. at the beginning of this movie? And then yeah. as things come up, we'll, we, uh, we'll we pick abso- it up. We absolutely should. Cause I also do have some plot holes and some oh, things I mean, that I, of course we got to talk about this. Well, you know, we start out the movie. Um, it is Halloween night mm-hmm. in the, not the Cromwell household. I can't remember their last name, but Ooh, I can't I'm going to say it's the Cromwell household. Yeah. Um, and we see Marnie dressed as a candy corn. Is Marnie dressed as a candy corn? Not really, but okay. she's wearing a black tank top with a little yellow shrug and orange yeah. pants. So I'm going to say she's a candy corn. You know, I am really surprised that Gwen even let her get that far as to kind of look like a candy corn. Honestly, I feel like it's an outfit we could have picked up at like a limited two back in the 90s. Like that's definitely something that was on a display in Halloween time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Gwen was just like, ugh, I guess like whatever, it's fall. Marnie definitely wore her down to get to this. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Um, And so we're like, we're looking at this. Marnie's dressed like a candy corn. Again, I'm going to die on that hill okay well here's here's the funny thing so one i also wrote i don't know how many times my notes that marnie doesn't look 13 she doesn't talk 13 how do i remember my 13th halloween so clearly you might ask my bat mitzvah was the day before halloween october 30th really yes october 30th was my bat mitzvah (laughs) so i know very clearly what it's like to be a 13 year old girl on halloween and let me tell you Marnie is not your typical, and I get she's not your typical girl. She's special. However, as an extra, I'm I'm basic. I'm extra. I'm all of these things. Extra I am, basic. I am extra basic. You're right. Let's let's say that I. <laughs> that's me. And so I I am just so surprised by so many things that Marnie does throughout this movie, and especially in this opening scene. I never would think to like talk that much back with my parents about anything like that's some sass that's some 15 16 year old sass that marnie is bringing easily like as a kid i don't know like did that set me up to be that sassy of a kid like because i was i'm pretty sassy but like well i mean we also have the classic disney trope of a one parent slash broken household oh where the dad has just died we don't he's sick I don't know do, yeah it? do we ever get we we know that they're married he's human he's no longer alive do we know anything else about this mysterious death he's just some human dude that died of some mysterious disease or illness or now whatever it's, now it's depressing uh so then you know we get into some more mother-daughter quipping sister-brother quipping and like god is Dylan the worst oh my god I can't with Dylan like I get what they're trying to do with his character but like it's over the top it's too much too much as someone with a younger brother my brother annoyed the shit out of me 
but like he wasn't con he wasn't a condescending dick like as the younger sibling i mean i guess none neither of us have a middle sibling so maybe all you middle sibling people out there let us know are you condescending dicks like let us know if that's like a middle sibling trait let's not delay this any longer no the beautiful debbie reynolds comes onto the screen princess leia's mom iconic and did you notice that the character of Aggie Cromwell is modeled after Mary Poppins? Oh, absolutely. The way she just flies on down off of that bus. With an umbrella. With her and umbrella. A, mag- a magic carpet bag. How did I not notice this as a child? Um, okay, but this is plot hole number one. Mm, maybe. At least this is the first one I'm going to call out. Okay, so this bus is some serious night bus status for all you Harry Potter fans out there of like, nobody notices this bus. It's flying erratically, really, if you want to just like, it just poof out of nowhere. And nobody pays any attention to this bus. I feel like on Halloween, there's kids everywhere. Sometimes it's on the ground. Sometimes it's up in the air. I cannot explain this bus, which I will complain about later on just what the heck is this bus schedule the bus everything about this bus bothers me to my core as somebody who likes planning understanding schedules of things this bus is like I can't with this bus I mean I'll go back to your Harry Potter reference in that muggles don't notice things but this isn't a Harry but Potter you this is not, it's not the same Harry universe. Potter it's not but it is a magical universe and therefore humans don't notice magical things apparently. That's my very flimsy argument for your plot hole. I'm not saying I don't agree with you. I'm just playing the devil's advocate here. Okay. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Just have another sip of your wine. It's fine. Oh, I will. Then as Aggie enters the house, right as the beautiful Sophie, one of my, honestly, the the hero of this movie. A hundred percent the hero of the movie. Yes. Is levitating a cookie and you get pure 90s cgi and it's just like chef's kiss beautiful oh absolutely although again as a kid did i stare at a plate of cookies many times after watching this movie hoping that i could make a cookie levitate a hundred percent i did yeah this and this and matilda were my uh can i do this spoiler alert we can't no how dare you speak for me? But like, I've, yeah, you're, I mean, you're correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm not wrong. No, um, you're not wrong. Okay, so Grandma Aggie comes. And so I, she pulls a lot of these things out of her bag. Everyone's so excited. One, the candy looked lame. I get it. No name brands or anything, but that candy is lame. It, it looked like candy you would find in a bowl at your grandma's house. Yeah, which I get. Okay, grandma. Okay, that's fine. Um, She pulls a couple of other things out of her bag. One being she has this weird skeleton that's kind of has some feathers on it and she hands it to Gwen and Gwen just kind of takes it like, wait, I'm sorry, you're very against everything that's happening right now and you're not going to like, you're not going to shove this skeleton back to Grandma Aggie. She was probably very taken aback by it, as was I, because I'm like, what is this thing? It, it, is it supposed to be like a Native American? Is it supposed to be like, I was that thinking shrunken kind of head like folklore. shrunken head. That's yeah, what I'm going with it. But like, it's not a shrunken head. It's, it's just pre-shrunken. a small skeleton. It, it will be With shrunk. feathers on its head. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very confused by it. Um, well, so then they have the garlic cloves, which, okay, I get that. I'm all about that. 
Which like also though, they're plugging their nose at garlic and garlic is like the best I love when my house smells like garlic. I love when I'm cooking and my house is just like reeks of garlic. So I've taken down a couple of quotes. Yes, please. That are quite necessary to bring up. First of all, Marnie saying, nobody around here really appreciates my taste in weird stuff. Why would she call the things she likes weird? Like- I do think because her friends definitely called it weird earlier. So they said, and I quote, Marnie likes weird stuff. She draws ghosts in class. Now I like weird things. I'm very, I have my tarot cards. I have, I check, I like, I'm into my astrological sign, my birth chart, my crystals, whether or not I get all into it, eh, who knows, but it's, it's 2020. That's very normal. I like these things. Um, I never drew ghosts in class. Like I drew funny things, but I didn't draw ghosts. So I would say that that is a little weird. That is weird. Yes. I almost exclusively drew stars and flowers. Yeah. Honestly. Um, And lettering I drew, I wrote a lot of doodles. Yeah. I did a lot of shapes, cubes, triangles, cones, spheres. Do Do you remember that S that you do with the six lines? Of course. Uh, Like- can you even do that if you're not a millennial? Can like I mean, Gen Z you're right. I don't, I don't know if they would even know what we're talking about. It's a secret code. Millennial code. After that, what I think is the best line in the whole movie, I don't think that anyone will really disagree with me, is being normal is vastly overrated. Man. And I bow down to the Queen Debbie Reynolds. Again, another hill that I will die on. Absolutely. That, and I read there was like a BuzzFeed article with like we caught up with Marnie 20 years after Halloween Town so again that was two years ago god this movie's old I feel very old um and she was wearing a shirt that had the quote on it and I'm like yes yeah I mean can I just say present day Marnie Kimberly J Brown I love you girl like I I've seen you do some YouTube videos with uh Chris Carlson Romano I've seen you've done some TikTok stuff girl I stand. I stand Kimberly J. Brown. Do you know that her boyfriend is Cal? I know. Calabar's Revenge. Which I love that. Nothing <sighs> makes me happier than that right there. Like, I, I mean, other than your relationship, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, their love is so pure. And again, I say this as an outsider who's only seen their love on social media, which like, I mean, that's how most people see my love anyway, so whatever. But like, oh my God, their love is so pure and it makes me so happy. Oh yeah. When I found that out again, I just, my heart sung with happiness. Yeah. I mean, we're not discussing Calabar's Revenge, which like, honestly, I don't know if this is like a hot take, but I think that's my favorite of the franchise. Ooh, 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 ooh. I think now I'm, I'm tacky. I'm going to just admit this straight out. I love Halloween Town High. (laughs) I am. I know this about myself. I think everyone, though, can be in agreement that Halloween Town 3, because they didn't bring back. Return to Halloween Town is trash. 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 Absolute trash. And I don't think we can we can discuss it on this. We might have to, but we will then have to pick a really shitty wine that will just get us very drunk with a high percentage of alcohol. Yours is not a hot take because I was talking last night to Adam, my fiance's sister, and uh, 
her favorite is Halloween Town High as well. Mm, mm. Get it. Sorry, I couldn't. I was drinking, so I, I couldn't. I saw. It. You're good. So I don't know. I I think it may have been because I had a crush on Cal because Ooh, yeah I mean he's cute. He, he's, yeah like he's got that bad boy which is weird because I don't usually like the bad boy but, but yeah on, you know yeah you know what looks alone Halloween Town 2 I'll take it um okay so let's let's get back to it okay um so Debbie Reynolds again I refuse to call her Aggie is reading the book to the kids um and I'm realizing that it's really strange that a 13 year old girl is going to bed at the same time as a six year old. Um, I understand that they share a room, but still weird. So this book that Aggie is reading is of course custom made for the movie. Uh, The imagery is beautiful. I would love to read it. Were there any words? I'm trying to- I wrote them down. I paused it and I wrote them down. Great. Just crack out the hot pink notebook here. Fantastic. Very much. there was only one set of words other than the title saying Halloween Town. And it says two separate words here. Halloween Town is a special place. Those are the only words that are in the book, Halloween Town. Um, also, I did find it weird that it was Halloween Town. Two, not, not one word, two words, but whatever. Uh, and it's a special place. Well, there are some continuity issues, um, obviously, in this movie, but also throughout the series, because I believe, as they're saying, in the beginning when the credits are rolling, I believe Calabar is with a C. Yeah. And then it's changed Changed. to a K. Yep. Um, It is also, in on IMDb, he's credited as Calabar with a K. But in the credits, it's a C. It's totally a C. So, again, continuity, not disney's thing all the time especially not in the 90s no i'll forgive them it gives us some hilarious things to chat about now you know at this point in the movie marnie has shown zero magic potential so wouldn't it make more sense to like pivot this to a sophie story i see I'm, i'm i am curious because it she has she talks constantly about her deja vu which is that what it means to be a witch? You get deja vu? Okay, I was thinking the exact same thing, but then she goes back to say, maybe I'm seeing things that happen. And I'm like, okay, I guess that that's like something, like I wrote this down and like, is deja vu a magical thing? I don't think so, but like, if it's a vision that she's having, but again, she doesn't explain it. She doesn't go into it. She's just like, I have this deja vu. But Sophie is out here like levitating cookies they and making it, things happen. They called it out at one other point. I think Dylan made a call. I don't know. Somebody called it out that like books have fallen off bookshelves around her. Like Sophie, girl, get it. You got some powers and they have not been suppressed. Like what I'm very curious about is, so we'll, we'll get to this, but we're basically here. So Grandma Aggie says that if you don't use or practice and train your powers with your 13th Halloween, which, okay, cool, whatever, like you're going to lose them. So I just want to like put this right in my mind. Gwen thinks that she can hide this from her children. All she has to do is get them to 13. And I guess that's been working for Marnie because she's shown nothing what is she do- like so Sophie she's just like Sophie just like closes her eyes and stuff happens and like 
Gwen's just supposed to lie to Sophie until she's 13. This well, just does not seem like Gwen has really thought this out. She lied to Marnie because later in the movie, again, jumping ahead as we do from time to time, Marnie says, Sophie has all these dis- these weird things that happened to her. Did that happen to me? And Gwen goes, yes. So I assume that all of these things happened to Marnie, but like, how is she protecting her when she goes to school? like when I can't it's is not around is it's Gwen Harry, a, a teacher like it's Harry Potter all over again because when Harry Potter would go to school sorry we side note love Harry Potter we do um, love Harry Potter yes but so like Harry Potter would go to school and like he'd get in trouble for like he'd be getting chased by bullies and all of a sudden he'd be on the school roof like I would I guess so it's the same exact way that Petunia and Vernon would like just make that go away. Gwen is just as talented as Petunia in these situations. I guess. I don't know. Um, so a little side note about the girl who plays Sophie, mm. who again is the heroine of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily Roski. Uh, I remember being obsessed with her and I will tell you why. When she grew up, like she was always into martial arts and Rachel, as you know, I did Taekwondo for... Mm-hmm. 15 years yeah and emily is like this martial arts master she owns her own studio like her own company i think she may have been to the olympics i did not know this it's like she hasn't acted in I anything knew- since the halloween town things because she pursued martial arts girl i know like i definitely knew that she hasn't done any more acting which is fine like you do you you choose what you want to do but then to hear that that is badass love it um so that's my my short little story i think maybe not as a kid what i was obsessed with her but i think upon rewatch like maybe in my teen years or early college i was like what is this girl up to and found this out i'm like that's pretty badass only my only thing with Sophie's I've always loved the name Sophie probably since this movie I've been I've loved the name however as I've gotten older I'm like oh would I ever want to name my kid that no because all I can think about is Calabar being like Soapy 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 and now like god oh god he's he's ruined the name Sophie it's such a bad joke too it's terrible okay we gotta get them to Halloween town the children have snuck out of the house and are boarding the bus um leave no one is yes leave a note but is really like there that bus was packed it was not an empty bus is nobody noticing that two well okay three because somehow sophie gets on the bus i don't know how that happens maybe she magically teleports herself there whatever no one notices that three unmagical children are just like on the bus well i mean who's to say if they're magical or not again because people in halloween town don't necessarily look the part um well they're not wearing costumes they're not wearing human costumes maybe maybe they're just doing this thing where they're like trying out being a human for like a day like you know like what kids do typical kid stuff um just kid things yeah no i don't understand because there are people right in front of them and then as, as the bus is taking off like they like scream when the bus like transports them to a different dimension or planet or wherever it is right no one's turning around being like oh my god there's humans on the bus has this this never has this never happened in the many hundreds of years that halloween town has existed that some child is just like oh look a bus it circles back to what i previously said i got a lot of issues with this bus i understand why like i think i have i don't know 
multiple things in a row all about just the bus. Oh my God. I, 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 my notes are really bad. They're really great. They're super helpful. It's just like, why is the bus? Why is nobody noticing this bus, this bus, this bus? Okay. You know what? Let's like remove ourselves from our reality and let's say this all works. So let's land in Halloween town. Yes. And once again, we're seeing all these beautiful magical creatures going back to the point where the costume department sucked. I'm sorry I'm getting angry. It may be because I'm having a lot of this wine, which is actually very, very good. Very good. You know what? We'll 100% buy again. Props yeah. Trader Joe's. We, we will be drinking this for Halloween Town too. Calabar's. Ha- hashtag sponsor us, Trader Joe's. <laughs> Trader um, Joe's. Um, no, what I said, hold on. I did take a note about this. Oh, right. The budget for this movie, pennies. Literally, I think of it was like- Of course. I forget. I saw two numbers. I forget. It was either like a million dollars or like $4 million. Either way, pennies for Minuscule. a budget for a film. And you know, they shot it in like six weeks. Yeah. Which is so fast. They're just but- like, oh, you you got some stuff hanging around your house in a box from a Halloween t- like three years ago. Put it on. Come on. I, I would not be surprised if all of the extras in this movie were just the citizens of St. Helens, Oregon. And they're like, what mask do you have? Great. Bring it. Do you have a dog nose? We'll work with that. Do you have a cat nose? We'll work with that. Do you 100%. have nothing? Do you have nothing? We'll paint you white and make you make you a ghost. Do you have a wig? Do you have just some funny looking clothing? Do you have a revolutionary war impersonator costume? Because come on down to Halloween Town. There 100% was just like Marie Antoinette. Yeah. That, that's not any kind of quote unquote monster that I know. Also, they keep calling them monsters and like, is that not, I guess they're like taking back the term monster and like making it positive. But like, I feel like that's way before the times. Yeah, I don't, I I don't know. I think we need to remember that this is a children's movie. (laughs) Um, All right. So they're in Halloween town. Mm -hmm. They are then confronted by the mayor, Calabar. Now, when Calabar walks up to them, Mm -hmm. I don't. Personally, I get immediate stranger danger vibes, but I don't know if that is because I've seen this movie or because he's just genuinely a creepy person. And I quote from page 179 of my notebook, um, Mayor getting all creepy looking for Gwen. Like Right. Okay. Literally was just like, this dude is kind of like, these are her children. They're not here. Like if anything, you should be like, oh my gosh, can I get like, in a nice way, can I get in contact for your mom? Like, like get in contact with your mom for you? Like, does she know you're here? How can I help? Like, there's some better things she could, he could be doing other than being a completely creepy looking dude pulling lollipops out of his ears. But like, again, are we seeing him as super creepy because we've seen this movie before? Or is he just genuinely a creepy dude? I mean, I don't think a kid would make the connection of strange that's things. my point that's but my point i do think an adult watching it on first watch would be like uh this is a creepy dude like yeah i could foresee like if we showed this to someone they'd be like oh that's the bad guy immediately uh i will let you know spoiler alert ian walked in while i was watching the movie he's never seen halloween town before ian's never seen the majority of these movies that we're gonna what? Talk about. i'm i'm fully aware uh and he sits down he sees a little bit of it and so he sees the mayor at one point talking to like grandma Aggie and then later on sees them in the theater. And he's like, 
oh, that's like the mayor, right? Like the mayor's a bad guy, right? And he also said, he was like, this guy's kind of creepy. And I bet he's the bad guy. I thought though, as a kid, I remember this twist. Like it got me. I was hook, line and sinker. Calabar's good. Like I thought he was like a kind of weird, but good dude. And then when this happened, I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm gullible. I mean, I think there are a few moments that like they lead up to like when he is, when he tells Aggie like, oh, don't worry about it. I've got this handled. Like, why would he say that to a woman who's legitimately like saying there is a problem. Let me help. Um, I will also say that Disney got better at, um, reveals and plot twists as mm-hmm. the franchise moved up not the halloween town franchise but just disney as a whole like growed and matured as a company yeah i mean i think this was just it was a stepping stone they tried it yeah. i don't know how many times they had done a twist like this in movies i mean it's supposed to be this big reveal but like i saw it coming i think that adam has seen this movie uh, he's definitely seen a lot of other DCOMs and we have watched them in recent years, even recent months. So uh, he is a DCOM fan. Wow. Uh, yeah, lucked out there. Uh, we're going to get there. We're going to yeah. get there. Instead, Ian's like, oh, you should make note of this. I'm like, actually, I'll, I'll take that. That's helpful too. Yeah, I watched this without him, but I feel like on upcoming movies, I should watch them with him and that would be really funny to get that'd be good all right so calabar calls oh do you have another thing to say sorry no 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 no, because you're just about to say that i'm sure you're about to say calabar calls benny oh yeah benny the the, is he a puppet what the f is he no benny got a note on this oh is a robot they did not have like any actor or anything on set when this was all happening. So Benny is a animatronic. Like when they said Disneyland, this is just like Disneyland. He totally is like, he is basically Abe Lincoln. Um, and so the, like, there's again, in an interview with uh, Kimberly J. Brown, she talked about how, like, when they're doing these scenes, all she could hear was like, er, 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 which honestly that, that's creepy. Horrifying. That's Halloween Town. That's scary. Um, but yeah, an actor then later on. So he's not a puppet. He's a full-blown robot. Okay. So that helps me um, in saying, because I was going to say, like, is he a puppet who's controlling his eyebrows? But because he's animatronic, that makes a lot more sense. Um, but also, as Benny is driving the children to Aggie's house, Dylan is like, can we talk about the legality of him driving with no eyeballs? And like, that's a really good point. Yeah, you know, Dylan, for being annoying, you're smart. Just like channel it into things like that and you'll be fine in life. If you yes. channel it into like, oh, the urban myth is really just like the can- candied apples with that. It's urban myth, but really it's the tooth decay. Get out of here. Uh, like just audible groan as yeah. I just did right now. Like I can't. Although, I don't know if you caught this. This is one of my favorite things to do in movies and TV shows. And this is probably why I watch a lot of movies and TV shows alone. Because I do stuff like this. Um, Just like with the book, I paused it on the cab to get the full name and tag motto of the cab. And so Benny works for Psychic Cab. And their tagline, which is, I don't know how I feel about this. But I guess it comes into play later on. Is, we know where you want to go yet still had to be told wait no that was my own no oh my god (laughs) it's just we know where you want to (laughs) go 
yet still had to be told. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, like, all right, backing up, stupid tagline because he's not a psychic, he's a skeleton. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't work. Mm -mm. No, but he does, like, later on show up once he's been, you know, turned by Calabar. And, like, he does just, like, show up knowing, like, where they want to be going and stuff like that. So, like, there is, it happens. Uh, So, again, the tagline is uh, (laughs) uh, Psychic Cab, we know where you want to go. Trademark. Halloween Town. Uh, What a, what a great joke. Yeah, we still have to be told. Uh, So they get into the cab. They arrive at Aggie's house, which is a bed and breakfast that Rachel and I will be staying at. And uh, something I just noticed, as Marty is trying to open the lock, it's a frog. It's a frog. I didn't realize that. And then everything makes so much more sense when Sophie turns the lock into a frog. How did I not notice this ever? I've watched this movie countless times. It's a subtle frog. Brilliant. It's not a subtle frog. It is a giant frog on a gate. I was trying to help here, but you're right. It is giant. I am fully owning up to this oversight i don't know what it was but i was like oh this is like wow like well done disney or bad job adina little column a little column b yeah, um fair so when we get in like even before the kids are in we have uh debbie reynolds making some instant witches brew um I don't know if you caught this. It bothered me. I get the magic, etc. But she puts her instant into a pot that is a cauldron that is metal and then takes this metal cauldron and puts it into a microwave. And I get it's probably a magic microwave, but she just it's it is a microwave that I'm sure they just changed. Um don't try that at home. Do not try that at home, children. So my issue with the instant witch's brew is like, okay, fine. I get the humor behind it. But like, how is there one brew that just works for all potions? Like, I feel like that would cause a lot of issues. Again, this is something that I'm coming across as an adult watching this movie. But like, like yeah, you can have instant mashed potatoes. You can have instant other foods. But like, they all start with different bases, so is this is this witch's brew for a talisman like that seems oddly specific that's too specific of it and it's too specific because calabar needs this one talisman yeah but he needs the talisman like (laughs) this man he needs the talisman Um, no, but like he doesn't have like he could make his own brewski. Like well, we've done that for other things, but you still need like if you're if you're gonna make a brewski beer, it, you gotta still have a bottle to put it in. He yeah, needs if you're the actual if, talisman, if you're gonna make a cake, you need a cake pan. Exactly. So like he could go buy, but again, the oddly specific instant witch's brew, which again, the name witch's brew is this a talisman witch's brew? Like is she like shortening it? Like you're right. right. This is a very generic. Very generic, very problematic. Um, all right, so they go into the town to talk to Calabar about the problems. Uh, and then we are introduced to Luke. I mean, uh, but, but pre-Luke, we're introduced to something else. And that is the Windsweeper 5000. Oh, I was getting to that. But like Luke first pops up while Marnie is shopping for these brooms. 
and he knows her name. Like he, yes. he screws it up, but he knows her name. Yeah. And how like, does he like Mar- oh. Marley? How does he know this? Like, this is creepy. Is he stalking her? Yes. Okay. Uh, also weird side note. Um, he looks like the guy who was my first kiss and I've never been able to forget that. So in my head, that's who that is. And it's a really weird thing for my brain to connect. Ooh, that would be yikes. It's a big mm. yikes. We're introduced. So Marnie gets this broom, which it they do no job in trying to dress up this broom. It is just a regular broom that they've spray painted. Maybe. I guess it literally looks like it's from the Dollar Tree. Yes. Like it is not a it's not a good broom by any no. means. But I will say, as an adult seeing this, I do not remember those brooms looking that bad. Oh like, no, I remember me neither. like being like, I want that. Like, yes, I not. I was just like, what is this? But now I'm like, ah, this looks worse than the broom that I have from Target. Oh, yeah. Which is saying something because mine is used and that mine is worse. used and was a two for one broom. Hey, we mm-hmm. love a good deal here. Um, But I will say my fi- honestly, my favorite, maybe not my favorite, but the funniest line that actually made me laugh out loud, which is a lot to say for a children's movie, is when the broom snailsman says, oh, that Luke dude, he's turned into such a wiener. And then they use the word wiener Wiener. multiple times. Yes. That is, I feel like that's a very 90s, like, term. Like now, I don't know what we would use now in a children's movie, but I don't think we would use the word wiener. I mean, (laughs) the equivalent- the equi- like it's funny the word wiener is funny <laughs> which is terrible like we're in our late 20s and the word wiener is freaking hilarious yeah and then sophie later hey look it's that wiener dude <laughs> like oh man it I, is that is glorious we, okay my like then though so my next note after how the hell does luke know marnie's name mm-hmm. it is how does Gwen get the bus? Again, we're circling back to the bus here. I got so many issues with this bus. I can't. I honestly, no, I don't know how she got the bus. Did she like summon that weird bus stop thing? Cause that's the only, that's the only thing I can think of is that you have to summon the bus. Right? It's not a regular schedule. Like it sounds like to when they're gravity- in Halloween town, it's a schedule, but, but- when they're in the human world but grandma aggie says earlier they're like oh you have to go and she's like i have to get the bus before midnight or else i won't be able to get one for a really long time what is this bus how does one get this bus how does and i get that the time is different in halloween town and in like earth or whatever but like i don't understand how gwen gets to halloween town um okay so then you know we have the first big drama of the movie where Aggie is brought into the movie theater that is forever closed which hilarious very good uh and we see this creepy monster which kind of reminds me of Scarecrow from the Batman yeah series absolutely it's like that burlap sacky looking face Mm kind of creepy like very much Scarecrow vibes um then she gets frozen we get some fun Gwen's like only magic of the film is beware my flowers I know she says power but it's it's flowers and it's fantastic uh, that is honestly one of like the best powers and I would probably use that all the time is just make people covered in flowers very midsummer of her very midsummer very and also like I have vivid memories of you making me flower crowns 
So vary your vibe. Yes. Um, so now the children have to figure this out themselves. Best scene. Like this, oh. they're shopping in Halloween shopping in Halloween uh, now yes. is so amazing. Uh Wolfie, who owns the salon, um gave me super Jean Ralphiel vibes from, from yes! like, I was like he came on screen, his mannerisms, his everything. I was like, oh, John Ralphio, I didn't know that you also go to Halloween town. Like Jean Ralphio with a twist of Elvis. A twist of or Austin Powers. Like uh, yes, Austin Powers. Like he's like, yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm baby. Like, mm. Yeah. Um, so that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um the gym scene is great. One of the things that I noticed was when they go to the sauna, uh, there is a sign on the door that says no death guard on duty, yes. which like, but like, it's funny, but also aren't the majority of the beings in Halloween town alive. So like, I this get is, it. It's a this ghost, is a ghost, a ghost special. Fine. Ghosts go there. Then we go to the dentist and we are shown these stupid pumpkin heads and there's a pumpkin head with with the thing wrapped around his whole head. Pumpkins don't have teeth unless you carve them, but like, just eh, cut I'm them out. I'm sorry, pumpkin have teeth in Halloween Town? What type of human behavior is this to just be like, oh, it's a pumpkin, it doesn't have teeth. They have feelings. I think you're getting a little too invested. I am invested. I literally have written in my notes, notes in all caps, how does a pumpkin head have teeth? Well, maybe they're getting teeth installed. Er, er, er. Um, I wrote down that that tooth in the vampire's mouth is so disgustingly, one, the infected tooth, like it's obviously infected, that's gross. And then they take it out and it the, the, the black coating on the tooth is so apparent, like, so apparent. I don't know if it's the lighting. I don't know if it was just a bad job. I don't know if it's a combination of everything, but dang, that is an obvious tooth that has just been painted black. Yes. Um, also just the tooth fairy. That is not the image I would have gone with for a tooth fairy. I think it's, no. it's very problematic um, yes. for a lot of reasons that I don't think we need to get into. And I think that no. if you guys watch it, you'll see why. Yep. Um, but yeah. All right. So we, we leave the, uh, we leave the dentist. They're heading back to the house. Yep. Of course, Sophie once again comes to the rescue. She remembers the words. It's great. Which, so the spells that are within, um, the Halloween town franchise, for the most part, not all of them. Cause as we know with two things, you just sometimes say backwards, but, uh, especially the talisman spell and some other talisman, some other spells as well, um, are Welsh. So at one point, Marnie says, I don't know what she was saying. It was some chanty, maybe Welsh, maybe something. It actually is Welsh. I did do some, uh, research. And by that, I mean, I put closed captioning on my TV so I could get them to actually spell out what this is. And here's what my closed captioning told me chanting spell um but so for the most part it just says chanting spell except i do get oh god i'm gonna super butcher this i mean welsh is the weirdest language honestly love it it's bizarre it's so bizarre and i've been to wales and seen signs in welsh and been like what is this yeah i've seen a lot of languages hungarian's another very bizarre language Mm -hmm. but nothing 
is weirder than Welsh. I love the Welsh, but it's a weird language. Um, okay, so the spell, the only part of the spell that is translated by my closed captioning on my TV is Bakema, Bakeke, Fair, Bakeke, yeah. That is all that I can get off of closed captioning. And I paused it after each one so I could write it all down. I then tried to do some Google Translate. It the whales did not work on Google Translate. That's unfortunate, but I would like to have faith that some Welsh Disney fans have translated that somewhere online. And my apologies for not looking that up because that would have been a really great thing to pull out of thin air. Could could not. Went to so many websites, Reddit, other places. Oh, Reddit's my only place, but no, I I like searched it so many times. My Google history is what's Sophie's spell? What's talisman spell? What's Halloween town spell? What is the spell they use in Halloween town? Nothing could actually term up the entirety of the spell. It's very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Benny has been turned by the bad guy, by the bad thing. Um, and their defense is to send a dog. Whose dog is this? Why right. is there just a random dog? We saw earlier in the gym scene that there are dog Dogs. faces. So like, I have a lot of questions. You know, Again, you heard them all. Monsters want to have pets too. But if the monsters are the pets. I don't like, think that was a monster. I think that, no, was, that was somebody. No, that was definitely, that was not a monster. But so whose pet is that? I think that's one of the things that people go to the human world for on that bus. Because again, there are so many people on that bus to begin with questions about the bus. Uh, they go to get pets. Like it was just a normal dog. They probably get cats that way too. And like that way they have just like pets. But but hear me out. Cats are a like very typical magical creature. Like you use cat, like cats are familiars. Like they help tie you to the world. You can have a dog as a familiar. Can you? Yeah. Name me a dog familiar. Just because there hasn't been one in pop culture doesn't mean that you can't have a dog familiar. You can have many animals as you're familiar. You have a cat. I do. So I'm surprised that you're on this. Like dogs can be familiars and not only cats. Oh, she is my familiar. Hold on. Let's. Of course. I know that. Adelaide is my familiar. I go back to my witchy tendencies. Adelaide is my familiar. Um, But dogs could be familiars too. All right. Um, Okay. So then they head back into town to fight the bad thing. And look Luke he's a problematic character I'm really glad he comes to his senses and all but like why would Calabar harming Gwen and Aggie make him turn to the good side does he have some special tie to Aggie like literally all we've seen him do is harass the Cromwell family so like and he's seen all of these other people and ushered all these other people into the movie theater to be frozen so why is it just Aggie and Gwen that bother him he definitely has some connection to them because he knew Marnie's name I don't know because how would he know her name well because the kids run into Calabar first in the beginning of the movie and Calabar could have said hey Luke the Cromwell grandkids are here their names are Marnie Dylan and Sophie Go get him. But also, um, what was Calabar's plan? Because if you recall, in the theater, he says, and I quote, I will change them all one by one. Luke says two by two or three by three. 
Calabar, you seem to be a very magical man. You seem like you have lots of powers as a warlock. And honestly, I think that's fantastic. However, you're going to change all of these people one by one. And then, and then what, like reclaim earth? Like, but it just like, I think if you have the powers that you actually have, you could a turn the sky all like gray and make everybody evil all in one go. Let's be efficient here, man. And then if you have these same skills, you could probably just apply that to the human world as well. Like, I don't understand. Calabar seems kind of weak. Like, no, here's my problem with Calabar's plan. Not with his plan, but with his follow through. Because, you know, he gathers the townspeople and he's giving his big speech. And it's apparently it's very inspiring. All of these quote unquote monsters are like, yeah, yeah. he's right. We should have the human world to us. So all of a sudden are all these people who are agreeing with Calabar 30 seconds ago just like, nah, having our separate world is fine. Maybe they're just like, oh, this guy was bad. He has bad thoughts. Like I was, I was losing it though. Like he really, okay. So he monologues for what a minute and everybody believes him. And then like, that's not too much time. Like they were probably just like, huh, this guy's thinking of some pretty cool things. Maybe that sounds like a good idea. I don't mind. Like Maybe they were just like starting and then they're like, oh, wait, he's the bad guy. Not good, bad. I don't want to believe him anymore. But I think if he had just, if he had not started out said monologue as the creepy scarecrow-ish guy and just as Calabar trying to talk to his citizens as the mayor, it would have been far more effective. Oh, a hundred percent. If he just was a normal politician, it'd be fine. (laughs) Fair. Um, Another thing that has bothered me about this ending and it's literally always bothered me which is annoying because like as a kid I knew that this was a problem there is no way that the talisman would perfectly land inside of the pumpkin like it I I understand you could say it's magic but this defies physics and then at the end Aggie literally just sticks her hand in the mouth so why didn't Marnie do that so here's the thing I thought about this too And so the first thing is, you're right. It definitely should not fall the way that it does and just stick perfectly. So you're, you're, you're right there. However, on the second point of Aggie just being like joink and going through the mouth, like Aggie has powers far beyond Marnie. Marnie can't get her powers anywhere other than over the top. Whereas Aggie can just go straight through because she's more powerful. So Okay, I will accept that answer as to why Marnie did not reach through the pumpkin's mouth. I will not accept that she dropped the staff and it perfectly landed in the place that it needed to be plugged in. Also, they said plugged in, which is a very non-magical thing. Oh, that was, no, they said installed. They got to get installed. Either way, still- Either way, non-magical. And Um, also is not what humans do. I would never describe me putting a candle in a pumpkin, which I'm so excited to do very soon. I would never describe that as installing a can, a like candle into a pumpkin. You're putting a, you're you're lighting it. Yeah. You, yeah. You light it. Like if they're like, huh, mortal see, mortal do. Oh, they light pumpkins. Like, okay, cool. I get that. No, they install the light in the pumpkin. What? No, they don't. Because it's this weird mix of electricity. Is there, aren't there, where, what, what is magic, man? A lot of questions. Um, All right. So they have saved the day. 
Calabar is no more. Wonderful. Then out of literally nowhere, we have this love plot between Marnie and Luke and it's entirely unnecessary. It's not even a love plot because that guy gets friend zoned so fast. So fast and so hard. Like he's just like looking at her with his big old goblin eyes. He has human eyes, but whatever. And like human eyes, big nose, and to like she emphasize just, the goblin. Yeah, she just like shuts him down in the most like 13-year-old way you possibly can. Yes. Um, and then you know, I get that they want to give him like a nice happy ending at the end of the movie. To make him a bus driver in the he, bus that I don't understand. What qualifications does he have? He's a teenager. Why is he, how is he responsible for driving a bus between worlds? It's completely inconceivable. It's inconceivable. Inconceivable. No, that's the thing is like, again, with the bus, I hate this bus because nothing in this bus makes sense to me. The bus is confusing um and you know that is the end of the movie and we get the last of that iconic soundtrack that i'm not going to try to emulate at this point in the podcast nope nope um finishing this movie yep both rachel and i took the buzzfeed quiz result which halloween town character are you based on the spooky items that you pick uh, Rachel, do you want to go first? I will absolutely go first. I'm going to read who I am and the description, which honestly is so, I love it. It's, it's, it's me. I have a I, feeling we have the same answer. I bet we do. I'm sure we do. I got grandma Aggie. I am like grandma Agatha Cromwell. You totally embrace your weirdness and aren't afraid to be your true self. People are drawn to your warmth and fearlessness. You put a spell on us damn straight I did very nice and I actually got a different result (laughs) really I am like Marnie you eat I know you eat breathe and sleep Halloween although people think you are a goody goody you always stand up for what you believe in no matter the cost you're a brave witch that's a very very good that's you I like it I also did a little deep dive of my own so this movie came out, as I said, October 17th, 1998. I texted my mom to ask her, what was I for Halloween in 1998? And she sent me a picture back. Um, I was a 1950s sock hop girl. She made me a big, huge poodle skirt. and I wore a little white blouse and I had a scarf um, and I'm adorable. Uh, so that is me as a little kid and i'm next to a witch i was never a witch until i was like in high school um but i was very adorable in 1998 when i was in third grade that is very cute and i 100 meant to ask my mom what i was and i forgot but after we record i will ask my mom and then we can post these photos this has been so fun this is the best i I'm very glad that we picked Halloween Town as our first episode. Absolutely. And next episode, I will be picking the movie. And and I'm picking the wine. Can't wait. Until next time, thank you for joining us on Disney Rewind. And cheers. Cheers.